Welcome to the Monk Sports Podcast, episode number 330, the big one, big 30 rack. Today, going to dive into some lacrosse, maybe a little bit of playoff hockey, peek at baseball. I've seen some funny stuff we could chat about as well. Before we get jumped into it, don't forget, if you use promo code PODCAST10 at checkout, that's the word PODCAST, number 1010, you'll save 10% off all non-MAP items. Grab something you need for the season or just head into the summer across all four websites. Once again, that's promo code PODCAST10. Podcast, the number 1010, check it, save 10% off your order. Now, let's jump right into the action. Hi, hello, how are you? Welcome back to the Monkey Sports Podcast. As stated before, episode number 330, the old 30 rack, as we call it back in the day. My name is Hank Likes, lacrosse man in chief, man of the people. Uh, going around the room, we got Clayton. Hello, Clayton. Hello, good afternoon, Hank. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, all the good stuff. Very rainy day for us today. Hi, Paul. Hi, Hank. Uh, I think it rained about 50 inches today, so... Eh, might be underselling it by a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Texas has just been in monsoon season for some reason. Yeah, uh, it's been all the last four weeks or so. We've pretty much been nonstop rain. Yeah, then it's going to be 110 and sunny, so enjoy it while we can, I guess, as we sweat <laughs> in the humid little room that we record in. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, wanted to talk a little bit of lacrosse because I've been away for a few weeks from the pod. A lot of stuff has happened. We had Final Fours. We had National Championships. We had award winners. Uh, we had some pretty greedy stuff in the Pro League, which we'll get in the very end of this because it's kind of gross. But uh, yeah, I know we got two new champions. Virginia won the men's and Boston College won for women's, uh, which was sick. I know, Paul, you were tuned in a little bit yeah. for some lacrosse as well. Yeah, the uh, it was... Not the ideal way that uh, Virginia wanted to in, to run that last 10 seconds, I remember watching. Lose, lose the face off, get the grade A shot, and rely on your goalie. But uh, that was exciting for the neutral. Let's let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, it was a fun game. Uh, Alex Rode was awful at the in cage. He was like 40% saving, and he made one at the very end. and. <laughs> Kept hey, it from going that's, to OT. The one, that's the one that counts. Yeah, he was literally in the post game, like, oh, I sucked the whole game. I'm so sorry. And it's like, dude, you won the championship. It's fine. You made the one save that mattered. So, yeah, I just remember watching. I was like, okay, this is over. And oh, no, they won the face off. Oh, no, he's going straight down the middle and nobody's, and nobody's sliding to him. Oh, no, he's got the shot from 15 yards. <laughs> yeah, it, it sucks because the, the Maryland face of guy, Logan something, I forget his name. Uh, like, I had only shot two times in his life in college. One of it was the game before in the semis, and he scored. So that was his second career college shot, just center goalie mass. Uh, he also came in and won 14 faceoffs in the second half. Petey LaSala was kind of killing them at the X, and draw, whatever you want to call it. And he did really well, 14 faceoffs. Shouldn't feel bad about that. It sucks. But, you know, Maryland came out really hard. They were sliding quick. Their defense was good, but their goalie was just, ugh. Yeah. I think he was at, like, 30% for the game, which is... Super no bueno in the men's game, especially at the Division One level. Yeah, you need a little higher than about 30. He was awful. I was, I mean, no offense to it. It's a college kid. I'm not going to rip him, but I was texting a buddy about it. And it's like, ah, oh, Maryland could just make a save. They'd be up five right now. <laughs> like, it was pretty brutal. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's, obviously it's not, you know, you're not talking hockey numbers where you get a guy who's going to run, you know, a, a 920 save percentage, but 30 is, um, yeah. 50 is ideal. If you're if you're sitting above 50, you're an okay goalie. If if you're 60, you're an All-American. So 30% is brutal. Very, very brutal. Uh, taking a look at the women's side, uh, our girl Charlotte North of Dallas, Texas, won it all with Boston College. Actually announced today that she's coming back for a fifth year. 
So the best oh player boy. in the country is probably going to score 110 goals next year and uh, be the best player in the country again next year. Unless they change the rules drastically, it's it's over for the country. What did she, she ended up with? What, like 102 this season? 102, yeah. And uh, won, run away with the Tuarton on Saturday by a mile. Her and uh, her and Bernhardt from Maryland won it for the men's and women's. So, yeah, she's back. Uh, good luck, everyone else in women's lacrosse. It's It's over. They're bringing back a lot of starters. Uh, the Bell Smith, who was their number one midi recruit, comes back as a sophomore. Uh, a bunch of their attackers stay. Their goalie, Rachel Hall, was only a sophomore. So they're only going to get better. And I guarantee you their recruiting class coming in is going to be stacked. So I, I don't see Boston College not making it back to the dance again. Yeah, especially, like, I I will freely admit, you know, I didn't pay a ton of attention to women's. But I was watch, was watching some of that some of that final game. And a couple of those shots Charlotte, Nor- Charlotte North was ripping – my brother was a uh, was an all state all American goalie in high school, so you know I got I saw that you know that sort of le- you know I saw that sort of level watching him, and she's ripping it as hard as some of the, as some of those kids I'd seen you know in the women's game. I'm like that's just not fair at some point. <laughs> Char's crazy. Uh, there was the photos of her at the uh, Torton. She was in just like a like a nice outfit, and her shoulders are just so big. She's just so strong. And just was ripping all season, and as a fifth year, it's just unfair. I don't oh, know yeah. what they're going to do about eight in the ACC next year. <laughs> Good luck, uh, sick four people on her. Hope it works. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, she was getting double teamed pretty hard in the semis. They were just sliding immediately and sticking on the double, and and she was just defaulting to her teammates. And they, you know, they kind of pulled for her in the in the championship game. She was great as well. Yeah, it's. I mean, that that's the kind of player. It's a. We're gonna stick as many people as we can on you. Will somebody else can beat us? Just not, just not you. Yeah, I mean it didn't work. They won the championship, but you know you <laughs> can tried. try. Yeah, the problem with Charlotte is, especially because of the women's rules, she's able to manipulate them to get free shots a lot of times because her windup is so big. If you step in front of a girl shooter as they go to shoot, uh, they blow it dead and they give you a free shot from eight meters. So Charlotte, who's a jerk, she will just cradle super hard and act like she's shooting from the bathroom, and they'll stop it and give her a free shot from even closer. So <laughs> she's manipulating the game in a very smart way and has kind of changed it in that regard. Hey, go until they tell you that you can't. Yeah, she's she's elite. Uh, other lacrosse news. Uh, speaking of women's lacrosse, actually, because Syracuse was in that game. Gary Gate was looking for a championship. I think it was his third or fourth trip with the women's team. Didn't quite get it. Um, it was announced late or early, yeah, late Sunday night that Gary Gate was going to take over the Syracuse men's program. He was going to move from the women's side to the men's side, which is kind of weird. Uh, that doesn't really ever happen in sports. You move from a women's program to a men's program or vice versa. Uh, and that was announced before Desco had even been announced that he was retiring or getting fired. Some are saying. But uh, crazy news out of that. So the greatest lacrosse player of all time coaching his alma mater uh, should be fun. Yeah, any if anybody was going to make that transition though at Cuse, it was gonna it was gonna be Gate. <laughs> I mean, just moving offices just down the way and going from the women's to the men's, which is tough. Um, there's been some rumors that Spolina, Joey Spolina, or not Joey Spolina, his dad's coach Spolina at Stony Brook might take over the Syracuse women's program um, because they're just up the road. His kid's about to go there for the men's program. He's kind of like one of the better coaches in the country, so. We'll monitor that. Uh, excited to see it. But yeah, Garrigate with the men's program. Desco kind of on the way out. Uh, I forget what I said, but he'd been with Syracuse for 46 yeah. years. He came in as a player in 1975, I want to say, and has not left the program since. He was a player. He was a coach. He was an assistant coach and then was named a head coach. So Syracuse has had five coaches in 100 years. So, And half of those had the last name Simmons. Yeah, so kind of stacked. Consistency. 
Yeah, next level. So John Desco, see you on the way out. Good career. Had a tough year. We didn't really go into it much with the uh, with the scandal that Syracuse had a little bit for just privacy reasons. But you know, tough way to end it. But you know, a guy who won I think half the national championships from 2000 to 2009. So definitely left out a legend. All right, moving on here. Looking to look at pro lacrosse here a little bit. Uh, I was going to save this for the end, but I'll do it right now to keep the people going. Uh, apparently on Saturday night, there was an altercation at one of the Premier Lacrosse League hotel lobbies. Uh, apparently, allegedly, I, I don't know, word choice is hard here. Austin Stats and Matt Goddett got into a bit of a scrap, and allegedly Austin Stats bit off a decent chunk of Matt Goddett's middle finger. Uh, that's crazy. Wow. So apparently the boys went out to the bars and a scuffle ensued. I'd seen some other rumors of other stuff that had happened. I'm not going to go into it right now. But uh, the video is gross of Matt's very bloody finger. Uh, Stats is currently off the PLO's website, suspended indefinitely, and so is Matt Goddett. So kind of a brutal start here for the season on the under the underside. What kind of scrum was it that it escalated to biting a finger off? That seems a little extreme. I have no in the, idea. In the hotel. Hotel yeah. lobby. They, I guess they'd gone out to the bars and something had happened. And yeah, man, I haven't heard seen any more details. I'm waiting on a couple other podcasts and people in the PLL to leak it hopefully on Saturday uh, but or on Wednesday. But we'll see. Weird situation. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's... That's the danger with the way the PLL does it with this, with the sort of traveling, cir- traveling circus mentality. You get something that's going to go and somebody's going to go off and you're all staying in the same place. You're all playing in the same place. That's the, that's the one risk that I, that you, you run with the way they're with the PLLs running it. I think it's just weird. Cause stats wasn't even like, he wasn't dressing. I don't remember if got dressed at not this weekend, but like just two random players just getting in a fight. Uh, just a weird, weird situation. If you want to go see the video, it's out there. I'm not going to point you to it. But uh, yeah, it's weird. That was the weird news. Just thought I'd jump in with that to start. <laughs> Def- definitely worthwhile. Yeah. Um, so that's PLL stuff. Uh, more rants on that for me from PLL. Uh, Peacock is not a good app. I hate it. It sucks. There's no way to navigate it. It's terrible. I just searched lacrosse and nothing pops up. I searched Premier Lacrosse League. Nothing pops up. I had to search the team names individually to find the games. So luckily for someone like me who's super plugged in and know exactly what's happening, I could just search Redwoods. But if you just type in lacrosse, you're like, I paid $5. Where is this? So <laughs> Where's my stuff? Yeah, I don't. It was weird. Uh, they also weren't running commercials on any of the Peacock stuff. It was just going to a gray screen that was just like, we'll be right back. I was like, I feel like you could have made some money here. I feel like you could have snuck a commercial in. Um, sneak, sneak, okay, sneak a commercial in here and knock me down to $3. Or sneak a commercial in and stop putting ads on the freaking lacrosse goals. I'm so tired of not being able to see through the net. Like, I didn't know if a oh, goal. Oh, yeah. It was awful. They had the progressive sign. I couldn't see anything. That's my rant. Uh, also, first game of the weekend was on Friday night, uh, Redwoods and Cannons. The Redwoods won. Woohoo, 12-11, go lacrosse. Uh, more complaints from me. The broadcast was awful. The main camera was, like, really, like, I don't know how to say it. It wasn't compressed because all the other cameras looked fine, but, it like, you could see the turf a little too much. I don't know if the lights at Gillette were messed up or something wasn't plugged in anyway, but, like, it was grainy. It was hard to see the ball, and it was no fun, and I did not enjoy it. Um, and also the PLL has microphones on the sideline, right? So you can hear players and players have, uh, microphones in their helmets. And that leads to the audio cutting out every about minute because there's an F bomb on the field. So it's just like, and good goal. Lyle Thompson with the, and it's just like silence. Like they just cut it like a radio broadcast and that sucks. I hate it. Um, if you're going to be streaming, it's okay. If people are dropping like F bombs and stuff, it's a stream. You're not on TV. There's no FCC regulations. Like what are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I 
saw a couple of, like that popped up on NBCSN and you know that one you know that one I understand even if it even if it is cable even if it is technically cable TV but yeah on a str- on a stream come on <laughs> yeah and the funny thing is there was a clip going around of an, an archer's guy who scored and they did like an interview after the goal because they're like all about this access and stuff, which is usually garbage. But he essentially was just like, oh, what's it feel like to be on this team? And he's like, dang, this team's really effing good. I love this. And I was like, yes, keep that. That's fun. And it was the best clip of the weekend. But then every other time there's even like a bad word. They just cut away or drop the audio for 20 seconds, which sucks. Um, I didn't enjoy that. A little heavy on the uh, on the sensor button. <laughs> yeah, it was too much. If you're going to have friggin' mics on the field, like that's just the repercussions. It's what you got to deal with. I mean, I've heard LeBron say stuff. I've heard, you know, in Cowboys games and stuff. They'll cut it for just a brief second, but not for these super long stretches, which kind of sucks. Yeah, I feel like in any sport, if you're going to mic up players or coaches, you just better expect that you're going to get some bad language. And if you don't want that, then don't mic them up. Why? You can't the feature point? it, but if it's like incidental, it's fine. It's right. whatever. I don't know. It's going to happen. Yeah, that was my rant on that. Um, rant number three of PLO. God, I'm fired <laughs> up today. Um, I hate uh, bring in the fire. Half the, <laughs> half the league sucks. Like, four teams are bad. The Atlas suck. The Water Dogs suck. The Chaos are not good. And the Chrome are not good. Uh, there's four of the eight teams are good in the league, and four of the eight teams are not good. I know it's the first week, and let's not overreact, but, like, the rosters are so stacked for the top four teams. It's not even fair. You know, I'm, the game's so fast. It's a 52-second shot clock. The, sh- the field's shorter. Like, how can these other teams expect to compete? Like, you can't just sit on the ball. You're losing face-offs because the other face-off guys are just better than you. Like, it's so hard to watch the league when you just know it's going to be a blowout with some matchups. Yeah, when there's only eight teams, like, what do you what do? you Do Like, do you redraft the league? Like, what, how do you fix this? It's a, I think they're in a, you, we've made our bed for this season. We got to line it and we'll try and fix it next year. Like what? What's the solution there? Like if you know you can't stop the Celtics in the '60s, like Bill Russell's there, you can't get them off the team. Like they're just gonna win. Is it just what we're gonna do here? We're just gonna have four good teams and hope for the best. Hopes, hope some, hope somebody transformative come, you know, finishes their senior year and gets and they can pull up in the in the next in the next draft. But even then, like Michael Sowers was out there for the for the Water Dogs. He was the best you know player of this generation and. What you know, he's fine. He wasn't really doing that much. He's quick, but they're sliding fast. Like, you know, you just need a stacked team, and the Whip Snakes are stacked, the Redwoods are stacked, and the Cannons are pretty good. And I like the Archers because my college teammates on the team, and they're pretty good too. So, I don't know. It's a weird problem. I I think if they really wanted to get funny with it, they would do a full fantasy redraft. You could to protect like five players, and then you redraft the rest of the league like it's Madden or Two K or something. I don't know if that would ever happen. That's probably a little too extreme, but. I, I, there's four bad teams and there's four good teams and that makes me sad because I'm just like oh it's a loss this is a win is is that a pure skill level thing or is it like coaching is it just the way the teams are made it's just the, the rosters man the yeah. construction like the talent is just too good on on a couple teams like it's unreal like the whip snakes literally have the best defenders the best LSM a top three goalie the best face off and the best two attackmen like how do you what do you do yeah you can't stop any of that like it's just it's too good the player stuff's good too good and uh you know, I'm also a little bummed because we're talking about how when they merged with the with the MLL, it's like, oh, the talent's going to be so good across the board. Like, it's only good players. And there's like three teams that I'm like, oh, I don't know about these rosters. It's just tough. It's tough to see. I don't know how you fix it. I think the fantasy draft is a fun idea, but a little too extreme, probably. Yeah, it's it's but I mean, at this point, it's, it might it's probably going to take something extreme. Or, yeah, like you said, a generational like LeBron player shows up, but lacrosse, it doesn't matter that much. So, yeah. Who knows? All right, that's my PLO rant. Uh, I don't think I have anything other lacrosse stuff related. You guys have any other sports stuff going on? I mean, baseball's happening. Baseball's happening. 
honestly, it's uh, we're in that little we're in that little sort of midseason lull. We had uh, pitchers coming out of the gate hot, had six no hitters in the first couple months, and everything's just sort of calming down as we work our work work our way towards the All Star break, uh, middle of next month. Yeah, how's the uh, sticky tax stuff going? Because I watched like four videos on that this weekend, and I was like, this is the coolest scandal of all time where everyone is cheating. Trevor Bauer signed with the Dodgers so that he could teach them how to cheat. Like, it was so intricate, and I loved it. Baseball and cheating? What? What's crazy, because these pitchers are on Twitter talking about how they're cheating, giving out the recipe and stuff. I'm like, this is just happening? Like, this is no one's stopping this? Nope. Rosin, sweat, and... uh... Maybe a little bit of little bit of pine tar on the on the cap. No, the the Bauer one was uh, it was like Coca Cola resin, like this sticky tack sunscreen, and you'd boil it for two minutes, and it was like this whole thing. Yeah. And he put it on Twitter, and like yeah. we're just not doing anything about it. We're just apparently letting this not. happen. Like but, apparently, there's scientists and chemists that are p- paid by the teams to make better like uh, resins, and the better teams are using it in free agency to to tell pitchers to come to their team. <laughs> Uh, jo- Josh Donaldson, former AL MVP, threatening to uh, expose his. He called, I think he called it the cook, the cookbook of who's doing what. It's crazy, and it's wow. like in the video they were talking about how like this guy on Tik or not TikTok, like this YouTube guy did a video about like different ticks, like sticky stuff, and he did, like pine tar. And the thing he found was the most successful to get the most rotations per minutes was like this this sticky tack stuff that is only used in the strongest men competition for like those atlas stones yeah you know what i'm talking about like those 500 pound like i don't know how big they are but like the big stones you like put on the table yeah. like the tack is only used for that and pitchers are using that right now it's crazy <laughs> I, I believe it i mean downside of the advent of analytics everybody wants that big sp- that high spin that high spin rate and how do we get it we make stuff sticky and bend the rules I have two more complaints about analytics. One, uh, I hate that no one hits singles and everyone just home runs. It's boring. Get on base. Steal something. It's fun. I like bunting. Uh, two, hey, big, big small ball guy. I'm just like, like no one's scoring. Like They're like, oh, the pitchers are so good this year. It's like, because you just keep striking out. Just get on base, yeah. dude. I don't really know. It's a, it's a, th- it's a three it's a three outcome league. You home, homer, walk, or strike out. Yeah, but if you strike out the whole side, then you lose by 10. Like I don't know how that's a better solution than you know trying to at least get some points. Because chicks take the log ball <laughs> I, I get the whole like one of the three outcomes is a point but like ultimately if you don't get any points how is that better than at least giving your chance to get some points i don't know slap a single into right field man figure it out i know i'm Drag, I, bunt. I, 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 don't know. I agree i'm i'm not a fan of the uh, the three out the three outcome that the league is becoming like, i'm fine with analytics like in the nba it's like three or layup like that makes sense like those are the easiest three things to do but like people don't not shoot mid-range like they do it's just not as much like yeah like, Hit a single man. I don't know. Just Change bloop it, it. Does hockey have an analytic problem? Is it like shoot from the blue line and get off or don't play? Like how do <laughs> Fancy you? Fancy stats. Yeah. How do you? I mean, are they just like how many teeth did you lose tonight? What's yeah. The... Hockey's got a like bad hit problem right now, but just some kind of crazy. What would you call it, Paul? Uh, I, I I I understand the the analytics in hockey. You know, core. You know, coursey expected goals for all that stuff. I get it for I get it in terms of you know looking for a guy to build a team. What I don't get is the fans who sit there and obsess about it. I never understood. It's like how does sitting there plugging into a spreadsheet increase your personal enjoyment of the game? Just so you can go on Twitter or your blog or whatever, and this guy they're playing this guy too much or this guy too little because his course he's way too high. 
Yeah, some of the stats I see thrown out on Twitter, I'm like, why are why are we even talking about this? Like, you're 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 sitting on nothing. Hockey Twitter really wants to be basketball Twitter, huh? Like, it really wants to be like relevant, and it's like 400 people maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like, and no one really all, cares that much. And they're all arguing back and forth over everything. Over they, it was what five five six years ago when they really start when they really started. The uh, the quote unquote fancy stat revolution. Yeah, and th- th- they they proclaim the nerds won, which it's you know it's Corsi, which I think is like shots against divided by your total ice time minus the time you're on the power play or something like that. Yeah, it's like I, like I said, I get it if you're you know for analyzing somebody to build to actually if you're the GM to actually build a team. But sitting on your couch at home, it's like, why? As a fan, it makes no sense. Like, <laughs> why do you care? That sounds really fun. It sounds really cool to do math and watch dudes hit each other with carbon sticks and little, is it rubber? Rubber pucks? What's oh, a puck? Yeah. Vulcan- Vulcanized roots. Same consistency as lacrosse ball. Oh, okay. So it's just a flat version. Got yep. it. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh, last thing before we skedaddle here in a minute. Uh, I, I hate the Rangers' new ballpark. It looks dumb. <laughs> It looks bad on TV. It looks dark. It's kind of like the Tampa Bay Rays like uh, setup. I don't. Are they the devil? They're not the Devil Rays anymore. That's like twenty <laughs> years ago. Like it's too dark. It doesn't look fun. Like they pan out to the outfield and Globe Life used to look really cool out there. Like it looked unique. Yeah, the home run deck, the offices, like the big green, and now they pan out there and it just looks awful. Like it just looks like the Astros freaking stadium. And I don't know. I don't like it. It's the inside's better than the the inside looks better to, for to me than the outside. There were all the uh, all the jokes when they opened it last year. You know, take your pick, Home Depot, the uh, the barbecue that looked like a barbecue. I just I don't like it. It just it's too dark. It's just too dull, and they pan out. And I don't know. I'm not about it. I, I do feel like it lost its character versus Globe Life, where I felt like that had a ton of character. Like you were saying, you had the yard and the outfield. They used to have a manual scoreboard too. Yeah, long time ago. Oh yeah. It's yeah. It's I mean I I understand you know why they did it you know especially and part of the darkness is just because you know twenty something years and at the ballpark and you put on a roof and the broadcast team goes wait we've been doing this for how long wait how do how do I do this and fix this with a roof and they're still working on it are, are there no windows like at least the Cowboys Stadium has like big windows on the side they all there are the direction, but it's the they're sort of. Like, like they're sort of behind like if they like got in left field where they have those giant arches mm-hmm. they're all they're behind all those i hate it they're all like blocked out yeah you can't see them great where it would Good be move. where it would be in right field is right into like texas live and that whole entertainment plaza that they're that they're doing so it, be, it almost opens up back back into like a shopping mall <laughs> which if is all, weird if only they would have just put it downtown like they should have knocked down reunion put up the double ac then put it where, where reunion was but Whatever. I don't run the city. You're you're what's known as an idea, man. Yeah, at least they didn't build the field the wrong way like the Cowboys, where it's east-west, <laughs> and if you're in an, an afternoon game and you're Dak, you can't freaking see because you're getting pounded by sunlight because Jerry Jones built it the wrong way. <laughs> Attaboy, Jerry. It's just turned into a big local podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like a shock jock. And the Eagles aren't going to be any good this year either, so we could win the division. Uh, I don't know. That's all I got. Any other rants from you guys? I don't know I was so fired up today. Yeah, you're... Uh... You're a little spicy this afternoon. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know, man. It's been raining. I'm sad. We can't do the, you know, some stuff here at work because we had internet outage and other stuff. So I think, 
I, I think we'll let we'll just let Hank breathe for Hank breathe for a minute here. Thank you once again for joining us on the Monkey Sports Podcast, the version where Hank gets very mad about dumb things. Don't forget, if you want to use promo code PODCAST10 at checkout, that's the word PODCAST, the number 1010, you'll save 10% off your order on all non-map items. Once again, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.